Welcome to a live and active life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. So, what's the skinny? Apparently, the skinny on something is the true information about someone or something that is not known by most people. Give me the inside, the straight, the real skinny. Some of that definition came from Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The skinny is revealing some secret information. And with that in mind, what's the skinny on sinning? Let's look at the word skinny and what it used to mean. It has really evolved over the decades. It appears that in order to keep up with skinny, a person needs to continually stay current with new definitions. Merriam-Webster defines skinny like this. The first definition is resembling skin or membranous. Second is a lack of sufficient flesh, very thin, like emaciated, or lacking usual or desirable bulk, quality, quantity, or significance. The third definition is of clothes, fitting very close to the body, very tight, skinny jeans. And then the fourth definition given by Merriam-Webster is made with skim milk. Do you remember those definitions from years past? I do. There was a day when it was popular to be skinny. People with skinny legs and tummy were in. But most of us aren't like that. In fact, one of the definitions that we talked about says that the opposite of skinny is to have a certain desirable bulk. There was also a reference to having desirable qualities and significance. So that one caught my attention. And how about the mention of skim milk? I remember that too. In fact, I can give you the skinny on some awesome recipes I've kept over the years that use powdered skim milk. The best hot chocolate drink mix and a healthy candy that makes your mouth water. Well, if you ask, what does skinny mean now? You don't mean what Merriam-Webster defines the word skinny as. It's a new definition, all its own. These days, the skinny is the secret, the inside scoop, as mentioned in the introduction for today's content. It's the not commonly known morsels about various topics. More like secret information. Vocabulary.com says it's an informal meaning from military slang during World War II, probably from the idea of naked or undisguised truth. So we're not referring to what you see in the mirror or the ability to get through a very small passage. With this newer meaning, I ask again, what's the skinny on sinning? Let's take this new definition and get some practical application out of it. That means spending time where the rubber meets the road in daily life. Since none of us is perfect, that also means everybody should take a look at the skinny on sinning. Let's look at some things from God's Word. 
Scripture gives the skinny on sinning. The verse that comes to mind quickly is from Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Then it also says in Romans 6.23, The wages, in other words, the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Most people, myself included, don't like being stuck in a sin place. So we look for a way out. Scripture says that way out is Jesus. He himself said he is the way out. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way to the Father is the opposite direction of sinning. So we have a really good way out. And we are supposed to keep walking away from sinning and stay in this really good way out. In other words, you can't walk with God and keep sinning. According to God's Word, that's the skinny on sinning. It's also the skinny on hope. What happens if a person keeps deliberately sinning? Maybe a better question is this. Why do you keep on sinning? Answering this question exposes a person's heart and motives. God is more concerned about motives than a perfect performance and sin record. So, why do you keep on sinning? Let's talk about seven reasons why you might. The first one, perhaps you just realized what you have been doing is actually sin, and you are just now identifying how to change. Another one is that you may have been entrenched in a sinful habit for years, even decades, and your default response just kicks in. A third one, it could be you don't focus like you should, or you are overcommitted, so practiced behavior rises before you remember critical steps to develop a new behavior. A fourth reason, maybe it's possible that you have lost hope and you just don't care anymore. A fifth reason that people keep on sinning could be that Maybe you really like the sinful behavior and are fighting a battle with your will to give it up. Number six, you want what you want more than you want God and what He wants. And the seventh reason why sometimes people keep sinning is, sadly, you may have a hard heart and simply don't care what God says. You're going to live your life your way, period. That's a really skinny way to live. Of those seven reasons, the first one through five are not as serious. Since Scripture teaches that no one is perfect except Jesus, everyone needs a Savior. For those who humble themselves to confess their sins and repent with sincere sorrow for making God sad, there is forgiveness. That's why Jesus died and rose. His blood covers all sin. Never should this be used as a cheap excuse to keep on sinning. 
Part of sincere repentance is committing to implement changed behavior that pleases God. It's reasons 6 and 7 that are deeply concerning. They reveal a self-focused, hard heart that says, I don't care that I sin or that Jesus died for me. If you are person number six or number seven, you don't get forgiveness. Why? Not because God has not gone to extremes to provide it, but because you don't want the costly provision and walk away. There is no other provision. Let's explore some examples that illustrate this response when God's great sacrifice isn't good enough for you. It's kind of like this. It's like you sidestep the only path to freedom. Or you flag on the only boat left to rescue you off a stranded island. Or you push away the hand that reaches for you as you dangle from a cliff. You knock away the glass of cool water even while you are dying of thirst. You insult God's spirit of grace. Well, that's the skinny. This response is serious. It's not on God. It's on you or me or anyone else who chooses to be a six or a seven. If you find yourself using reason number six or reason number seven, and let's look at those again, it's wanting what you want more than God or realizing that you have a hard heart, then you need to ask yourself a couple more really good questions. Here's the first one. Why would you do this to yourself? The second one is, is it worth insisting on having your way and losing yourself in the process? Look up Matthew 10.39 where Jesus says that if you are willing to lose yourself for his sake, you'll find yourself. But if you hang on to yourself you're going to lose yourself. Another good question is, by putting a protective wall around your heart, do you really want to miss being fully alive with passion because of the wall? What reasons do you have to not value someone loves you enough to take your punishment and set you free? What has happened to your conscience that lets you desecrate the blood of Jesus and disregard the love and compassion of God. The skinny is also on trampling the Son of God, and that last question that we asked kind of leads us into that content. Hebrews 10.29 says, How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace. Those are God's words, not mine. Has it occurred to you that staying in reason number six or number seven to continue sinning is enabling you to trample the Son of God who loves you so much? He left unspeakable glory of God to become human. He was born on the skinny, a stable, hay, cows and sheep, manger, 
No baby clothes, just swaddling wrappings. No birthday party. Just a mom and a dad chosen by his father to raise him into a man. And Jesus did grow up into an amazing man. He said, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Matthew 20, verse 28, Mark 10, verse 45. As we close this content, let's focus on the kind of person that God is. That gives us a model for what we should aim for. And here is a list to help. First of all, God has a kind and gentle heart. We are to be kind and gentle like Him. Second of all, He is good to His middle. We are to do good. The next thing is that God honors the free will that He created you with. Use your free will to trust, obey, and serve God. Fourth, God wants you to want to change. In other words, stop being a number six or a number seven. And then the final one is that God likes you. He loves you and he wants you to get into the number one through five group. And if you don't remember what those were, let's go through them real quick quick again. Why do people keep on sinning? The first one was because maybe you just realized that what you were doing was sin, and you're just now identifying how to change. The second is, you may have been entrenched in a sinful habit for years, even decades, and your default response just kicks in. The third, it could be that you don't focus like you should, or you're overcommitted, so practiced behavior rises before you remember critical steps to develop new behavior. The fourth is that it's possible you've lost hope and you just don't care anymore. The fifth is that maybe you really like the sinful behavior and you're fighting a battle with your will to give it up. And then there's the sixth and the seventh. Number six is you want what you want more than you want God and what he wants. And seven is that sadly, you may have a hard heart and simply don't care what God says, and you're going to live your life your way, period. So that was a quick review of the uh, reasons that people sin. As far as God is concerned, that's the skinny on everything that matters, and your life does matter to Him. The application thoughts and questions for today, let's start with If you are person number six or number seven, please earnestly consider today's content. The second question, do you value your life? God does and died for you to prove it. Third, if you feel stuck in patterns and want out, ask God to change your heart. Even if you are a six or a seven, God wants to help. Four, what's the skinny on your life? Do you live in freedom? Have you found your purpose? Five, get into God's Word, even with a super busy life. You will find help and hope to change. 
I promise. And by the way, that is the name of an ebook that is in our website library. Get into God's Word, even with a super busy life. Check it out. It's a great little ebook tool. Number six, why not finally decide I'm not a loser? And that's another awesome little tool. It's an ebook in our website store. I'm not a loser. Number seven is you can do this. Make your life a meaningful yes. That also is an ebook that you can find on our website bookstore. These last three application points that I mentioned are ebooks. They actually help you pursue having a life of noble character. I urge you to check them out. And now you know that's the skinny. Visit our website for devotional materials, articles, podcasts, and resources to help grow your faith in God. Pursue noble character and have an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and ebooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.